everyone. Welcome to Online Seller UK Podcast. My name is Prabhat, your host for today. And uh, today I've got a really interesting topic. Uh, and it's, it's, it's a problem-solving sort of topic. So it's uh, solving prob- difficult problems with Amazon. And I think it's one of the major issues that everybody faces. So I've got really experienced Amazon consultant and uh, Amazon seller for last last decade. So uh, welcome to our podcast. Thanks so much for having me. I appreciate it. Excellent. So I think it's good if you start with your introduction, what you've been doing, and just generally what your business does. Sure. My name is Leslie Hinsel, and I'm co-founder of Riverbend Consulting. And our goal is to solve problems for Amazon sellers and vendors. We have about 75 employees. About 15 of them are ex-Amazonians. And one of the main things that we do is help people whose accounts are suspended or their ASINs are suspended by Amazon. So we help them get those back up and running in a timely manner to preserve as much revenue as possible. Yes, excellent. So uh, both of these... uh areas you mentioned, ASIN suspension and account suspension, it's something nobody wants to see it. Um, so, um, so do you want to talk us through, let's start with Amazon account suspension. So uh, what sort of uh, common reasons you are seeing uh, for Amazon account to be suspended? So recently, the most common reason for an account suspension is linked accounts. That means Amazon thinks that you have more than one account and that one of those is not allowed to sell on the platform. So you are somehow related to someone who's been suspended in the past and could not get back on Amazon. Um, And then, of course, the usual reasons that we see a lot of are complaints of inauthentic or uh, used sold as new. They're condition complaints where buyers aren't happy about the condition of the products that they receive. Okay, so uh, linked accounts, I think it can be very common because uh, I've seen situations where a, a, a parent have a uh, account and then they are selling and they might, be, um, they might be helping other people within the families to sell on, on Amazon. So, um, yeah, so how do you avoid situations like that? So that is really difficult. And you're right. There are lots of very innocent reasons your account can be linked to someone else. It also happens when someone sells their brand. So you might sell a brand to someone. They now own that account. You start up another account to sell something completely different. And they get suspended because they did something wrong. And all of a sudden, you're related to this linked account. Or family members, friends, roommates Um, I've had people suspended because their roommate had an account in the past, not even currently or when they were living together. So these are very easy to explain. And Amazon will reinstate a lot of times on those easier familial relationships if you explain them well. Um, The ones that are more difficult and very challenging are where you've had a past business relationship with someone and you're trying to prove that you're not actually with them anymore. So technically speaking, you can have more than one seller account on Amazon as long as you're not selling the same stuff on both accounts and you have a good business reason for having more than one account. Like 
two different brands or two different sources of how you get product. Um, but once someone is suspended, that's when it can all come crashing down. For people who are in the same family, the thing that I stress over and over is never, ever, ever sell the same things because that is where you will get caught very quickly if you're selling the same ASINs and mm -hmm. where it's much harder to convince Amazon to let you back on. So if you're not selling the same goods, it you will stay out of trouble most of the time. Absolutely. Okay. So, uh, so if it is a same household and if they want to start a another Amazon, well, new Amazon account with a family member, is it good practice to tell Amazon and ask Amazon first before you open the account? Absolutely. So there's several things that you can do. One is get a, a separate bank account for that account and get it at a different bank. Don't use the same, you know, if you're at Chase Bank, you need to go have a different bank for the other account. Um, if you can, uh, if you have an address on the account that returns are coming to, you don't want those to be the same address. You can use different IP addresses by using a VPN for one of the accounts. Anything you can do to not just have the bots at Amazon automatically link you is helpful, but also preemptively at the beginning, you can send something through a case and you ask that it go to seller performance and be notated in your account saying, I just want you to know, I have a close family member who also sells on Amazon. These are different accounts, different bank account, different business organization, like here in the States, it's an LLC, different limited liability companies, and we're not selling the same goods. That can help keep you out of the doghouse. Um, but then I would still take the other precautions like the VPN just so they don't mistakenly link you up and just automatically assume you're a bad guy and not look at the notes because sometimes yeah. they don't look at the notes. Of course. Yeah. And there's so much automation involved. It's, it's, it's... Yes, absolutely. <laughs> but the, where the notation will help for sure, though, is if they yeah. do mistakenly suspend you, you can yeah. refer them back to that and say, we took all these precautions. And if you'll look back in my account, you'll see where I let you know in advance because I didn't want you to think I was doing anything wrong. Absolutely. Absolutely. And then let's move on to the product suspension or async suspension. So do you want to talk a little bit on uh, the common reasons that happens and how to avoid that? Yes. So a great number of those are around condition of product. So these are initiated by buyers who complain about your products. And the thing is, you don't have to have very many complaints to have Amazon suspend an ASIN. A lot of people think it's based on some percentage of sales, yeah. which yeah. would be common sense, but common sense does not rule the day at Amazon. It can just be a whole number of, you got five complaints, even if you've sold 10,000 units, but they all sounded similar and Amazon might suspend. So it's super important as sellers, first of all, you have to believe the data. I know we are all tempted to say it's the buyers, it's not us. They just want free shipping. They want free products. Okay, that might be true, but it also might be you. It might be that your manufacturer didn't do something right or your team didn't prep well or you don't have enough good solid packaging or your ace and detail page is wrong so it's so important for sellers to periodically look at their returns reports 
their store feedback, their reviews, voice of the customer, and don't take it with a grain of salt. Take it seriously and believe what people tell you. I have a client who was selling a bundle of a shampoo and conditioner, and they kept getting complaints in voice of the customer saying, I got two shampoos. And the guy refused to believe it. And I'm telling him, dude, something's wrong at your warehouse. You're sending two shampoos. He's like, no, people just want free product. The next week, what happens? The ASIN gets suspended. I say, can you please recall this stuff from FBA and look at it? And of course it was all two shampoos. People weren't lying, it was all two shampoos. So I get it that we've all been burned by buyers. So then we have that knee-jerk reaction, but perception is reality. And what Amazon sees in the data is what they believe. So you've got to do it too. Yeah, of course. And and a good example of something that you easily avoidable situations like the ASIN example you've given us. So, okay, no, that's that's really good information on the suspension side and the listing side. So, um, so is there any other tips and tricks you want to give us to the listeners today to uh, avoid suspension in general at all? Absolutely. So something that is very frustrating for a lot of my clients right now is that they are seeing their items put into unfulfillable inventory and stranded inventory, and they don't understand why. And there can be two causes, and then I want to give a fix. So sometimes when your stuff is in stranded, you've actually had that ASIN suspended and you don't know it. They will suspend through cases sometimes, and people don't know to look there. Um, I think people who have staff, their staff looks there, but smaller sellers don't even know to look in cases for suspended items. And the problem becomes if Amazon has asked you to address something by providing invoices or providing safety documentation, and you didn't do it when they asked for it through cases, and they'll suspend your entire account. So it's super important that you keep an eye on stranded inventory, number one. Number two, if you have things in there, they give you a reason and you can click a button that says refresh reason and make sure that you know why. And then about 80% of the time, it's a technical error on Amazon's side. And I have some magic words for you. If, if, if you do all of the things and it's not suspended, to get it fixed, you open a case with seller support and you ask them to refresh the ASIN. That's it. Refresh the ASIN. And if they argue with you, you say, look, this is stuck in my stranded inventory. I've done everything technically that you tell me to do. Please refresh the ASIN. More than half the time, it's going to be fixed the next day. It will not be fixed immediately. But the next day after you you get a night's worth sleep, you come back, it's going to be fixed. And I cannot even tell you the number of hours this is saved in hassle for our clients once we got these magic words that you just asked to refresh the ASIN. I know, this all these little tricks in it. So um, thank you, Leslie, very much for your time today. Um, I, th I think it's been really good conversation. Um, and to the point... Um, so if somebody is to contact you or uh, you know, want to discuss individual cases with you, where is the best place to find you, Leslie? 
We have a website at riverbendconsulting.com. There's also a phone number there because we actually answer our phones, something it's hard to find today. And we have a whole staff of people who will talk to you about your problems. And what we love to do is say, yes, we can help you, or this isn't our thing, but we know someone who can help you and send you to someone who can assist. We have a UK phone number on our site as well, because we love to hear from our friends in the UK. And then if you head on over to LinkedIn and search for my name, Leslie Hensel, I put up new Amazon content multiple times a week so you can keep up on the new stuff happening in the Amazon world. Excellent. Thanks again, Leslie, for your time today, and I'll speak to you soon.